TheChairShot.com. TheChairShot.com. Always. Always. Use your head. You are now listening to ChairShot Radio. Always use your head. Welcome everyone into a special holiday edition of Chair Shot Radio. That's right, David Ongar and Patrick O'Dowd. We don't take a day off for something as trivial as Easter and the end of Passover. No way. No way. We are still here, ready to give you all the best in Chair Shot hockey coverage. I've already said his name. Hello, Mr. Ongar. How are you doing? Pretty good, man. Uh, getting ready to talk some hockey with you. See where things are going. We got the trade deadline coming up. It's uh, getting near the end. It seems like we just yeah, started. I, I know. Well, we did just back when we just started. I was in a better place with hockey. I'm I'm in not such a great place these days. Before we get to that, though, I did just want to ask, like, happy holidays. Uh, I don't know. Are, do you celebrate one, both, neither? Uh, like when it comes to like Passover and Easter and all that, like, I don't know how the families intermingle or, you know, are you, my, what's up there on my wife's side of the fence They're you know, they, they celebrate Easter. It's a pretty big deal for them. I, right. you know, most of us Jewish people don't really celebrate it that often. It's, it's uh just go figure. Well, right? I, but that, that's why I brought up the Passover yeah. part is like Passover started last week. It ends on Sunday. And so I, and here's the thing is this is the, the funny thing about my upbringing and my mom, my mom programmed my, and we were Catholic, like the whole family's Catholic. They're like, none of that, but you sure shooting. We're going to watch the 10 commandments on Saturday. And we were going to alert. We were going to watch Moses go down and part that red sea. Cecil B. DeMille, the, the king of epic filmmaking, the master of four hour epics and the 10 commandments probably his opus and it aired on nbc like it does every saturday before easter and i don't watch it because of the commercial breaks i watch it i mean it's long enough as it is it's three hours and 39 minutes which to his credit mr demille in the introduction of the of the thing tells you that the the movie is three hours and 39 minutes with an introduction or with an intermission and an overture. It has an overture as well, which you need. You need an introductory overture to the grand scope and epic of the Ten Commandments. So it's a all religion overtones, you know, and hammering you over the head aside. It's a hell of a well made movie. It's great. It's Chuck Heston at his best and just a, a, an epic. Of of quote of, of epic proportions, like I can't think of a better word to describe it. So, yeah, I think from my end, it just um, I mean, we always celebrated Easter. Everybody I've been around has been, right. you know, on that side of the fence, so to speak. And and I mean, it's a Sunday holiday, so it's not like you get a day off. So it's kind of like, yeah, all right, let's do some fun. So I mean, it was always fun with the kids, the Easter egg hunt and that right. sort of thing. And and I mean, it's it's fine. I'll I'll probably do something tomorrow you know it's fine (laughs) he described the hall it's fine the resurrection of christ it's fine (laughs) well let me me tell you i and i'm not a like i left the house and suddenly religion became such a a backseat to my life 
that like I embrace calling it zombie Jesus day, right? Like Jesus rising from the grave and all that. So what did I call it? We're probably, I called it something this morning. It's like, we didn't kill them all the way day or something. Something ridiculous like that. Blasphemous. I know blasphemous, but that's, that's horrible and yet hilarious at the same time. If the live studio audience was here, you would have gotten a round of laughter. But or booze. this is Chair Shot Radio. Uh, no, I wouldn't have booed that. I would have <laughs> applauded that shit. That's amazing. So please remember, friends, that the views of David Ungar and Patrick O'Dowd do not reflect the views of the Chair Shot Radio Network and the Chairshot.com, which by the way, that is what you're listening to. You're listening to Chair Shot Radio. Part of the Chairshot Radio Network on the Chairshot.com. Absolutely, not trying to blaspheme anybody. I hope everybody has an excellent Easter Sunday and and or Passover, or whatever you're celebrating on Sunday. So, full disclosure, everybody, if you're listening, you're going to hear probably some sniffles. I'm a little under the weather, got a little bit of a cold, and it's just decided that, hey, you're recording, so now's the time where we're not going to stuff you up. We're going to let you free flow and have that big hot mess. So I will do my best. I will do my best for you, and and maybe we'll we'll work on some brevity. We will talk hockey. There's been some shakeups in the standings all over the place. Trade de- trade deadline is coming, and then we've taken a new spin on your team sucks. We've decided to pick on bandwagon nerds' favorite teams because basically two weeks ago we started with my team, my 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 beloved uh, Chicago Bears. I had to really choke to get that out. I did. Your beloved Washington Wizards. And this week we're going to pick on our good friend PC Tunney's beloved Milwaukee Brewers. And I can't wait to be an insufferable best fan in baseball and just rip on the Brewers for a good period of time. But before we get to all of that, of course, we got to talk some hockey. And because of that, we got to listen to some swingers. So let's get to it. Make somebody's head bleed. Or in playoffs. I'm going to make Wayne Gretzky's head bleed for super fan number 99 over here. That's enough of that. That's enough of that. I ain't, ain't nobody got time for that today. I, I I love hearing the whole theme, but I just I want to get to this. I, I kind of want to get this over with, Dave. So let's go. Let's go to the West. My Blues are in free fall. My my Blues are in free fall. Arizona has overtaken us for the last playoff spot. The Blues now a point behind. They are two six and two in their last ten on a one game losing streak. We are going nowhere but down. This team is circling the drain, and I don't see them coming out of it. I think we're going to miss the playoffs. It's uh, not looking so hot, is it? I mean, it's not very you bad. You guys indeed. have gotten just wiped out by injuries, and just I don't know. <laughs> you, they're your team. What is exactly wrong with the Blues? Other is it just injuries, or is there other stuff going on? I mean, injury, injuries has a lot to do with it. And we, we've, we've had a lot of guys out for the season. We're having some guys come back and they're just not themselves. But I mean, you look at it, look at our home record, our home record, we're four, eight and four. Like we don't win on home ice. Like that's, that's terrible. Not going far like, like four, that. Eight, four? You, you're and, and on home ice. Like you're not going to, you know, we don't score. We, we give up 
way more than we than we score, obviously, because the goal differential is off. I mean, it's not like we're Anaheim, where the goal differential for them in last place is 42, negative 42. But, you know, you look at Colorado, which has really hit a new gear. They're rolling. They took over first place from Vegas and are up by a good two points. Like, they are killing people. Their last 10, they're 8-0-2. They are, they are, they are who we thought they'd they're be, the right? Kale, Kale McCarr, I've been telling you about that name, is just tearing up. He's an assist machine. He is getting it done. The rest of that team is superb, and they they don't give up goals, and they score. And that's, I mean, it's so funny because I feel like, uh, what is it in Waterboy, where it's like, Brent Musburger keeps telling um, Fouts, like, we get it, we know, we, we know, and it's just we know. right? Because yeah. it's the most obvious stuff in the world. Like, they, they score more goals than the other team. That's usually a path to victory. <laughs> it, it took them a while to get going, but they were, as you recall, they were my pick to win the Cup. Uh, they right. looked like Looking they were, every, the pick. Yeah, they're turning into who we thought they would be. I mean, they're going to have... You know their first their first playoff matchup is going to be against Arizona St. Louis or maybe San Jose if San Jose catches fire a little bit. But I'm well. I take that back. They're only what three points three points out of the last playoff spot. So the Sharks are still in there. But you got to figure that bodes well for Colorado as Vegas and Minnesota beat the hell out of each other. So yeah, the the I and that's all fine and great. And I mean the the Blues have got a lot of obstacles to overcome. Um, it's hard to maintain consistency. I, you know, I know from watching yeah, my own team this year. It's one of those things. I don't think it's going to cost Craig Berube his job or anything. Obviously, you know, you bring you bring a cutback for the first time in, you know, ever. I said, bring back. We brought a cup for the first time in ever. And you were you were a top team in the NHL last year heading in before the stoppage. And then they were just flat coming into the playoffs and in the playoffs, you know, to get bounced in the first round. And it's just never like they they had some good traction. They were up at the top of the division, but they just never have been all that impressive. And, and a few weeks ago, when we did pretenders and contenders, I called them a pretender, and they're they're proving me right right now. So, I I, yeah, I think, it, I think you I think you could see San Jose leapfrog its way up to compete with Arizona for for that fourth playoff spot. Like I think the Blues are going to drop. I think they're going to finish in sixth. Wow. That'd be shocking. I mean, and the Kings aren't that far behind. I mean, that's going to be interesting. The last coming down the wire, I was going to ask, uh, switching over to the North division. Did you, uh, Toronto and Edmonton had a hell of a two game series this past week. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. That's going to be fun. If they end up meeting each other in the North division final, um, it, it looks like we're about done. Montreal has put some distance on Vancouver. I know Vancouver's had some issues COVID related where they've been off. Uh, but it sure looks like the little tweaks that Montreal did at the uh, not it's not the trade deadline, but the tre- tweaks that they right. did a couple weeks ago are paying dividends. That division right. looks like they're, it they're might be right. done. Yeah, I mean, you look at it's it's yeah. There's a clear divide here, and again, you don't have to look further than differential, right? And all four of the teams that are at the top of the North are over plus 10 in differential and scoring differential like that's a that's a recipe for victory and the other and the other three like they're they're taking the brunt of it so it's clear that those four are the best of the best and vancouver calgary and ottawa we'll see you next year 
Like it's just, it's just not going to be a thing. Yeah. And, and I know we talked a little bit of a mix up in the standings jumbling around central division. We've got Nashville and Chicago in a virtual tie for the last playoff spot. Um, and then the team, the team at the th- three teams at the top, though, Tampa, Florida, Carolina have just distanced themselves from everybody. But that's going to be a fun battle to see who takes first in that one and who gets right. the privilege of taking on Nashville or Chicago or I conceivably Columbus. Maybe. Well, Dallas. But he, right. I mean, that, that's the thing is whoever gets that number two is in for a dogfight. You know what I mean? With Carolina, because and here's the thing, those top three, they're separated by a point. Carolina is only a point behind Florida and Tampa Bay. So it's not like we we can discount any of them. But again, you look at you look at the the cream rising to the top. Probably the the anomaly is is Dallas, who we thought would be better than what they were. Their COVID stoppage seems to have really hurt them. And I don't know. Yeah, Dallas and our Nashville and Chicago seem to be about the same team. Uh, Chicago, I think, is more of a team on the up and Nashville, I think is a team kind of holding on and trying to trying to just stave them off and not be on in the descent. So, but let's get to your division. All right, let's get to the East. How are you feeling up there on the, on the top, top perch two points up as of Saturday. I mean, you're talking the central, how tight the central is. The East is even is just as tight. You got the caps, the Islanders, and I got to give them credit as much as it pains me. The Pittsburgh penguins who, I did not think would be this good. They apparently are again, which makes me want to, you know, vomit, but whatever. Uh, I, you know, I thought the caps had a couple of rough games this week. They, they had horrible third periods against the New York Rangers, two games in a row cost them one of the games. Yeah. But you got to watch out for the Rangers. The Rangers have been playing really good hockey, you know, last 10, they're six, three and one. So they're, and they're on a two game win streak. Like they're doing their job and they're within striking distance of Boston, who is, you know, pulling, sorry, man, pulling a St. Louis a little bit right now and kind of collapsing down the stretch Philly right. and, and the Rangers are right there. Uh, the caps. I mean, thank God for the New Jersey devils. Cause we're seven and zero against them this year. And, and that's right. really, <laughs> we've made, that's really what's bolstering them up. I, I, I still not quite, you know, when the Islanders put a snowman on you with eight goals the other night, uh, and I know we had some weird stuff going on with goalies in the first period where, where Sam Sonoff got hit by Oshie in the first 30 seconds, had to come out, backup comes in, then they bring the starter in and they give up eight goals. I mean, Matt Barzell was ridiculous that game, and that's going to happen. But uh, I, you know, I feel pretty good right now about things. I, I, I'm not sure if the Caps take if they win the division and they're playing Boston, Philly, or the Rangers, I mean, they've done well against, well, Boston and Philly. <laughs> the Rangers have been a problem. <laughs> so we'll see what, how that goes. But, uh, but the big news in the East was at the bottom where the Buffalo Sabres finally snapped that 18 game losing streak. Gee whiz. That's, you know, it's funny. Cause you know, that had to be just cathartic for the team. Even, you know, they're going nowhere nothing's gone right. This was a team we were high on at the start of the season and we were dead wrong. And it's one of those things when you're in a losing streak like that, one bad thing immediately turns into here we go again. And to to finally win one and you knew they'd come out of it eventually for their sake. I hope they get some sort of a run going just any sort of run. You know, even if it's like a three-game winning streak of four, just something to build on because it hurts to be that bad. 
I mean, yeah, you're looking. You're, I mean, you spent a lot of time talking goal differential. They're minus forty seven. I mean, Ottawa's yeah. minus forty four. Anaheim's minus forty two, and Detroit's minus forty. <laughs> Look at the the teams. There's a common thread there. If you're minus forty, you're going to be in dead last. Um, that just go go figure. <laughs> go figure, right? Stands to reason. Don't score goals, you will lose games. That's that's just the way it is. No matter how much you want your hockey to be better than that, it's it really does come down to that. You got to defend. You got to keep. You got to control your end of the ice, and Buffalo doesn't do that. Same problem with the Blues. I, you know, I watched them play. They they happen to be um, not blacked out regionally for a change, and so I didn't get stuck with Bruins coverage on the NHL Network one day. And it's that the thing that was the thing I think that really was bothersome is you know Jordan Bennington's not having the greatest year. So glad we locked him up for six years, but part of that has to do with not controlling the ice and not. And keeping the puck out of your own end. And it just seemed like as I watched the Blues play, like, I don't know if it's just because San Jose's had their number, but it was it was the Blues of San Jose, and they just, they were in the blue zone. It, it felt like the whole damn game. Just, it, we couldn't get anything going. No traction. And when you're when you're dealing with something like that, it's going to be a long night. Yeah, when and the ice is tilted that's, like that's that. Kind of yeah. yeah. When the ice gets tilted like that's, that, it's hard, to, it's hard to dig out from under that without creating some organic momentum on your own. And, and they're right. Obviously they're not doing enough of that. Uh, you know, my guys do that a little bit better. They're a much more control oriented. They, you've got the horses to do it. Like that's the thing is Buffalo doesn't have the horses to do it. They don't have the players to do it. They need to really look at their roster for next year. Same thing. Like the blues, their horses are out. They're hurt. So when that happens, your you're going to lose games and you're going to be in a free fall. And I just don't, I don't see, you know, I don't see the blues coming out of it. And I don't, I feel like, sorry, this has been your blues hour with Patrick O'Dowd <laughs> on the share shot radio. I usually, I give Dave a hard time for his caps coverage because it seems like we focus on the team we know and love obviously. And, and this week it's misery, misery, misery for, for me so much so that I, I want to move on to, Trade deadline's coming up. It's looming. Anybody left to make a move? Your guys have got to do something. I think your guys are going to do something. They're they're not going to be be satisfied with where they are. I don't know where they make the move to, um, but you got to figure looking at teams like teams who are really clearly out of it. Buffalo's going to unload some stuff and they've got, and they've got some good players to unload Uh, New Jersey. I, I, I been reluctant to say they're going to be sellers because they might want to stand pat, but I'm starting to think maybe they do unload. They've got some talent there. They might try to get better through the, through the, uh, through trades. Um, I'm just looking around thinking, okay, who's, who's got assets and resources that they can part with. You know, it's hard because Dallas, I don't know if Dallas is going to throw in the towel on the season. They're, you know, the defending runner up. So it's going to be curious to see what kind of deals come out of this thing. The Ducks don't have a lot of players that they can get anything for, but maybe them, maybe the Kings. The Canucks are pretty much out of it. I mean, we'll see what happens if, if they can move some people around. But I, I, I think that your team, the Blues are the ones that intrigue me the most. They're not going to be satisfied with where they are. And I, I expect yeah. them to be buyers. I don't know what I don't know what the Caps are going to do. I'm not sure where 
other than goaltending, which is iffy, and we're still waiting to get report on Lundqvist whether he could actually be available. But there's right. not there's not a lot of holes. I mean, they're they're like all teams have bad nights, and, and the Caps need to shore up some shit in the third period. That's for sure. And they've done well against the Islanders so far this year. So it's like okay, one bad game. It it is what it is. Everybody has those. So and don't don't play the Rangers. Your your team seems to struggle against the Rangers for some reason. They do. Yeah, they do. Um, I don't know what the hell's going on there, but and <laughs> yeah. So we'll we'll see as that deadline comes closer. I think the Blues have some prospects they can unload. Uh, that's always kind of been their mo. Move some move some of the the future for the now. Uh, and that that would be that would be my guess. We're going to transition away from that though. We're going to move into your team sucks, but first we got to take a quick commercial break. Before we do our quick commercial break, the recorded commercials is, of course, my duty to remind you all that if you like what we do, if you like Chair Shot Radio, if you like the podcast that we put out there, like Bandwagon Nerds, a winner is you. Pod is war, by the way. Fire this week. Mr. Christopher Platt going off on the show. Give that a listen. But if you like the content that we put out there, if you like what we do, Head over to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot and buy a shirt supporting us. There's all kinds of all kinds of designs to choose from, whether that be the OG chair shot logo to the various sayings that we have, like hashtag journalism, Greg's, uh, I'm sorry, everybody hates Greg, things like that. And even some of our shows like Bandwagon Nerds, the show Dave and I host every Monday, along with PC Tunney and Ray Cash. Every little bit helps us, helps us keep putting out quality content, and we really do appreciate all of your support. Again, that is ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. When we come back, a very special Your Team Sucks dedicated to our good friend PC Tunney as we cover the, uh, the Milwaukee Brewers. I am struggling today. It is, I am on the drugs. The acetaminophen is messing me up. You are listening to ChairShot Radio on the ChairShot Radio Network, a part of thechairshot.com. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. Are you looking for the newest and hottest in the world of pro wrestling? 
Then check out the amazing action on powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 6,000 hours of the best events from over 150 of your favorite promotions from 20 different countries around the globe. Brands like Progress Wrestling, Evolve Wrestling, Combat Zone, Defy, PCW Ultra, PWX, Over the Top, Shine, and hundreds of others with fresh content added every day for only $5.99 per month. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. Go to powerslam.tv, promo code ChairShot. Get your free month. Again, that's powerslam.tv, promo code ChairShot. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. All right. We are back. Patrick O'Dowd's little little loopy today, but we're here to to dedicate today's edition of Your Team Sucks to our good friend PC Tunney as we are going to talk about the Milwaukee Brewers. And so, Tunney, this soundbite is for you. You suck, you jackass. Now, let's start at the beginning, shall we, as we talk about the Brewers of Milwaukee. In 1969, a new Major League Baseball team was created in Seattle, Washington, known as the Seattle Pilots. They lasted for exactly one season before moving to Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and being redubbed the Brewers. And let's just start with, there's so little that Milwaukee has brought to this world that all they could think of for a team name and a mascot was beer. Now, some would say the Brewing of Beers is a a fine team name, but it seriously lacks the dignity of some of the great baseball franchises out there. Like, I don't know, the Cardinals, the Yankees, the Trolley Dodgers. All just fine, upstanding. Not some tribute to alcoholism. What a terrible team name. A team that celebrates home runs by having a goofy-looking brewer guy slide down a slide and throw balloons out of a foaming mug of beer. Their stadium, their original stadium, County Stadium, with its cheap fence and silly-looking ads all around making it look like something out of the minor leagues. Their World Series titles. Hey, Dave. Guess how many World Series titles the Milwaukee Brewers have? A big whopping zero. One of only six remaining teams to not win a World Series. And guess how many times they have appeared in said World Series? Just once, Patrick. And and, and who did they play in that World Series, by the way? A, A storied franchise. The second most World Series titles in all of baseball. My beloved St. Louis Cardinals, Harvey's Wallbangers, notwithstanding, they could not handle Whitey Ball. That's right. They couldn't beat a team that loves to bunt and steal bases. That's it. The Cardinals beat teams like two to nothing, three to nothing. Now, granted, they did take us to seven games because they could hit a lot. Uh, But at the end, I mean, it was still enough. That team, I remember them really well because. Because even though they made the World Series that year, they, I remember, because this is back when I'm an Orioles fan, because the Nationals don't exist. They went into a four-game set with the Orioles at the end of the season, needing to win one of those four. The Orioles took the first three. 
And it came down to the final game of the season. Milwaukee won the final game, got to the playoffs and got to the World Series. So uh, and, and then the next year, the Orioles won their last world championship when they took out Philly in five games. And you could kind of see that coming. But, um, yeah, the, the Brewers are just um, not a lot of not a lot of success in their I'm not going to say storied history because it's not. It's just history. You suck, you jackass. Yeah, I mean, they're there. Like, I will say this. I will say this. They used to be the doormat of the division. Like, there were, there was a period of time where they were just not good. You know, you got past you got past that era of Robin Yount and Paul Molitor, and it was kind of a dead period for Milwaukee for a while. And, and I mean, this is a team that has has had in its history, it's been around for, now we're coming up on, you know, we're over 50 years. They've been in three different divisions in the American League before moving over to the National League in 98 uh, to the present where they've been in the Central. And I, I don't know, like they, they have talent, but they never seem to have quite enough talent. Like you get like Christian Yelich, who I would say is arguably the best player in the National League. And you don't have anything around him. Your pitching's always a pain in the ass. It's just never where you need it to be. There, you know, I, for a franchise, a 481 winning percentage, you're under 500. I'm just, I'm not saying that that you're bad, but you're bad. But but you're not good. You suck, you jackass. You're as, just just not good. As a Nationals fan. It will, I mean, the whole run to the World Series started that game against the Brewers where Ed Tunney and I were texting back and forth during that game and I, the Brewers jumped all over them. And then they had, who was their closer that year? I forget. Is some guy, Hater? Not Hater. I forget what is what the closer they had. Um, what year was this? 2019. They they brought in they brought in their closer. No, with, I, think it was, I thought it was Hater. Maybe it was Hater. Um. But yeah, they, that game where Soto hits that shot and they misplay the ball in the outfield, three runs score, the Nationals win, and the rest, of course, is history. Um, but yeah, I mean, they, they like you're saying, good teams the last few years. And I know Tony Wanda's was telling us, pulling back the curtain, he's like, well, the Brewers have made the playoffs the last two years, so they, they you know, you're going to be <laughs> sounding dumb if you say they suck. It's like, well, I'm saying anth- anthologically speaking. <laughs> they haven't been so good, but yeah, like you're saying, they've always been, the last few years have been good, just not good enough. And yeah, I understand right. you're playing. You got beat by the world series champion nationals. You got beat by the NL champion Dodgers in 2018. Um, anytime that they've done something of significance, the Cardinals have seemingly been there to slap them in the face and say, get back in line, you know, that sort of thing. So, yeah, it's know it's your, um, know your place. Know your role. Know your place. Know your role. Shut your mouth. Get back in line. The Rock says, quite frankly, you should go back to the drawing board, rearrange your game plans because your game absolutely sucks. So yeah, the Brewers Let's are kind check, of. I'm gonna check, I'm gonna check baseball uh, baseball reference for the 2019. Let's see. You were wanting to know who led the league in or who led the team in saves, right? Team pitching. Okay. Yeah, it was Hader. Josh Hader. Josh Hader. And he was excellent, but collapsed. 37 saves that season. Collapsed in that game. And and it, and it sparked, you know, because, I mean, we can go in on a whole episode of why the Nationals suck as well. But um, 
Right. But yeah, that that catapulted I them mean, to where that they... episode's coming at some point. I'm I sure. I hope so because it needs to happen. <laughs> but but right. yeah, the Brewers, like you're saying, maybe not necessarily bad, just not good, and they definitely suck. You suck, you jackass. So before we before we play the final soundbite and send this off, I do want to share that probably one of my fondest baseball memories actually comes from a Brewers game. Because before they made the move in 98, I think I went and saw them like 90. It had to be 97. Now, it was it was before the new stadium was finished because I'd gone up Labor Day weekend to the Chicago area to visit a friend of mine for the weekend because it was Labor Day weekend. So it was three day weekend could do an extended thing. And we went to Milwaukee because the Cardinals were playing the Brewers and the best thing about it. And this is what, this was the one good thing you had going for you, Milwaukee. And then you, you kind of blew it. We were able to drive up to Milwaukee and I, I, I think the price was $5 to park $5 for bleacher seats and the beer was cheap. And the bleacher seats that we were able to get were close enough that I could read Ray Lankford's jersey in left field. And that was pretty cool. And of course, the Cardinals won. I got to see Mark McGuire hit. He didn't hit a home run. But, you know, before we, we gave a shit about steroids for about 10 minutes, we were all enamored with McGuire in 98. That was a good time. Because you're kind of in a dumpy stadium. Your team's expected to win. Like as a Cardinal fan, you know, you go up there to show up and play the Brewers. You're like, we're going to win. You haven't heard of anybody on the team. And, you know, $5 to park, $5 for, for leisure seats. And then beer was like two fifty, which was unheard of at the time. Now it's like thirteen fifty. It's crazy. That was what you had going for you, Milwaukee, and you gave it all up. And so for that, Dave and I dedicate this soundbite to you. You suck, you jackass. Okay. Please still be our friend, PC Tunney. That's going to do it for this week's edition of Chair Shot Radio. Before we go, as always, Dave, tell people where they can find you on the interwebs and everywhere else. Yes, you can find me on Twitter at Attitude Ag. That is at Attitude A-G-G and on Facebook.com slash Attitude of Aggression. Remember to send all your blasphemous hate tweets to David Ungar to this week. Not not Patrick O'Dowd. Nothing to do with it. Go Jesus. <laughs> you can follow me on the Twitter at Wrestling Realist. That is at W-R-E-S-T-L-N-G-R-E-A-L-I-S-T. You can hear me every Sunday with Dave here on ChairShot Radio. You will hear Dave and I again on Monday with PC Tunney and Ray Cash on Bandwagon Nerds. And then you can also hear me every Wednesday when I talk wrestling on the Babyface Heel podcast with Greg DeMarco and Miranda Morales. That's going to do it for the Sunday holiday edition of ChairShot Radio. Thank you very much, everyone, for listening. And we will see you next week on the ChairShot Radio part of the chair shot radio network on the chair shot.com happy zombie jesus dave